Ooh, I am so excited to do this episode because it's been interesting being on both sides of the coin. We'll call it a coin. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of Design Chat with Josh. I, as always, am your host, Josh Reach. And in this design podcast today, we are going to be talking about marketing versus product. And this is something that I've been, I've been holding off on talking about because I wanted to get a little bit more kind of hands-on experience in the product world. And now it's been well over a year of officially being in, in product design. But I previously have about 10 years of experience in the marketing design world. And it's so fascinating to see how both product and marketing work together from within each of those two teams. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about today, I want to preface this entire episode with the yes there's going to be some personal experience it's more going to be like personal like observations and feelings and then this is also kind of just me reading a lot of articles and hearing from a lot of other teams and designers over the years how they work with their product team if they're in marketing or their marketing team if they're in product um, and it's interesting because as you could probably assume, and as you probably already know, if you work in either one of those teams, there are some really great things that can come from working together. And when marketing and product band together, it's a beautiful thing. And historically, I've actually had really great experiences working well, together with those teams, actually. You know, when, when I was in marketing, I worked with product design teams, and it was wonderful. Um, even if we didn't work as much together, as closely together as we wanted to, we still had a lot of respect and appreciation for what we did, uh, or what each other did. Um, and then when we do work together, uh, it's just a beautiful thing, and it's a lot of fun. And, and right now, it's really interesting because the marketing team that I work with now is actually the marketing team that I was on previously, uh, but now I'm in the product team. Uh, so it's really interesting because, um, you know, obviously there's a little bit of a, a gap that was, you know, bridge, or I should say a, a bridge that was built from that team to, from marketing the product because of me crossing over, uh, obviously. Um, and I still love that creative team and, and have a lot of uh, respect for marketing and, and you know, and so does the product. The product team already did have a lot of love for that team too, but now it's kind of like, oh, now we have one of our own, you know? Anyway, it's kind of a weird situation. And a lot of you know the story about how I got into, into product design and all that. But what's interesting is for me personally, when I'm, and I guess professionally as well, when I'm working, say, in marketing and I'm trying to market a product, there's been some things that are great, yes, but there's also been some interesting pain points, I guess you could say. Um, and it's not really the fault of anybody individually. It's just kind of like how the two worlds work together. And I think it's important for marketing and product to both understand how each of them work and how, how, how each other works, how the other end, you know, the other side works uh, to really start to build that empathy. And, and maybe we could find some ways to uh, have a more cohesive experience and kind of get ahead of things because it's it's crazy like you know marketing for me has always been very planned it's been a very waterfall approach and it's been you know 
you know, we'll, we'll build out marketing plans for, you know, in some cases, we, I, I would, we would work out on marketing plans for the whole year, you know, and I've been on teams where it was the whole year was kind of mapped out and there was a calendar. And we didn't necessarily have to stick to it, but we kind of knew what the business objectives were that year and we kind of mapped everything out. And it was kind of already sort of planned there. Uh, and any requests we got were very much the old school, you know, submit a creative brief, that kind of thing um, on, on previous teams. And, and so, you know, it's, it, it's that very waterfall approach, but whereas product works usually in a much different way. We work in an agile environment, we work in a very fast environment, we work in two week sprints. So things are launched within two weeks, not two months maybe. Um, and it's not to say that one way is better than the other, although I personally like the agile environment a lot more uh, and having learned a bit more about agile um, and scrum and, and all those elements through a lot of the kind of classes and, and readings and books I've been doing lately and practicing it as well, I've learned to really, really appreciate Agile. And so to me, I would prefer that. And I actually think there is a way for marketing to work in that way. But anyway, most marketing teams don't. Um, and that's, that's fine. But when you have a team that works in a, we'll say, a, in some cases it's slower, but it's not <laughs> in the waterfall environment. And then in other cases, uh, you know, it might be faster in the Agile, but sometimes it's not. Uh, because, you know, it, it's just, God, there's so much to talk about in this episode about how these two work, because I, I want to basically share what it's like to know, I know how marketing teams work, and I know how product teams work now, and I've seen both sides, and I've always approached them both, and I think it's mostly too because the teams I've worked on have been very empathetic towards one another, and they, you know, worked pretty well with one another. Um, but it's like, you know, there's obviously those things where like there's room and areas for improvement for marketing teams and product teams to work together. And the reason why we need to work together so well is because, you know, well, it's for obvious reasons, you need a great product in order for it to become sticky, in order for it to become something that people, you know, kind of create a habit of using or find very useful and it becomes a very big part of their lives or a very you know important part of their lives maybe it's very fast but it makes their life very you know efficient and fast depends on what you're doing I guess, in terms of products but uh, and i'm talking about digital products obviously uh, but this could apply to i guess like your traditional sense of like physical products as well but um where was i going with that i got on a, a whole product but anyway uh so <laughs> Got on a whole tangent about about products, but anyway. Uh, so, you know, the, the the product world, you need something that that works well. You need something that that keeps the customer coming back. But there is an unbelievable importance to marketing too, because only so many people are going to know about your product if you don't market it out there. And especially in today's world, I mean, it goes without saying. You can say, "Oh, we're going to build the greatest product in the world." Yeah, but it's it's worthless if nobody freaking knows about it. I mean. People need to know about your product, and they need to know why they should care about it. They should—they need to know what is really important, how that's going to be so life-changing. They can't—you know, can't just expect people to just buy into something without actually being sold it. Um, and you know, so me having the ten years of marketing experience, I understand how that's important. But I also understand how you can—you know—basically market something that's not going to be valuable at all and you might have an initial you know uptick of, of users but then it's going to plummet and people are going to catch on fast and there's going to be loss of trust maybe in the company or something like that i mean i've seen that we you you've seen that happen with a lot of uh uh companies even the big ones like they think samsung for instance you know they've 
built up this wonderful reputation of creating beautiful beautiful phones. We'll talk about phones in particular here. Beautiful phones, well-designed phones, premium phones, features that are far beyond what you know Apple has been been releasing. But then one fiery battery mishap and that you know all those billions of dollars of marketing start to get unraveled because the product all of a sudden wasn't great it wasn't trustworthy it started to become even dangerous and you know banned on airplanes and you know i mean it's just it's a little crazy um but so you, so you still need a good product and you need a, a you know obviously a product that's not going to catch fire uh but you need a good product still even if you have billions of dollars of marketing um, because again, people will say, "Oh, yeah, it's great," but um, yeah, it, it needs to continue. It needs to actually be great. You can't basically you can't sell snake oil. You gotta you gotta sell something that's that's gonna be good. Um, and obviously, in today's day and age, in digital products, we need to make sure that we're constantly updating and innovating and improving our products, because otherwise, people are gonna get bored real quick. And in the day of you know, an app is a dime a dozen nowadays. You could just they can abandon you and your platform in a heartbeat if they're not that invested in it, you know, and you haven't been updating it. Um, so it's interesting, though. It's interesting being on both sides of the spectrum here <laughs> and seeing how the teams work together and seeing pain points and seeing the rushes of deadlines and how deadlines are so much different for each team. So I'll, I'll start with marketing. I'll start with the, the part you know, where my career began, which was in marketing and branding and, and you know, and design. And, I, you know, I, I uh, to me, when I, you know, would work with product teams, you know, I think in marketing, I always got really excited about a product, but I didn't quite understand the fact that some of the things that I was seeing were just tests they were just prototypes and you can't market a prototype for god's sake don't do that to me I, I feel like that is the biggest mistake you can possibly make because if you market something that's too early along or too 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 early along too early in the process of being created um your 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 customers are going to be super pissed off when they actually find out that the final product looks nothing like what was originally created it's like concept cars you know, dealers or dealers, manufacturers will will show off a concept car, and people will be like, "Wow, that looks amazing." We all know by now that most concept cars, though, will never actually look like that when they're into production, and because there's you know obviously material costs, engineering costs, financial limitations, things like that. You know, I mean, some of the concept cars just <laughs> they aren't feasible to make because they're just simply going to cost too much for the type of consumer they're targeting uh, or the technology isn't there necessarily or it's not as ergonomic or user-friendly to use or it's too distracting of an interior to actually put out there on the road safely it won't pass the inspection of the u.s government so that's an example i feel like of something that's bad but at, for the auto industry it's a little bit different because i guess it's always been that way and it's kind of the way that manufacturers can show their chops and be like hey check out what we can do you know you'll never get this but check out what we can design uh it reminds me of uh, peugeot they always seem to have the most amazing concept cars but they create the most boring vehicles when it actually comes to production but for digital products it's way different you never from for me and, and and if you disagree with me please let me know but i feel like you should never ever ever show your prototypes and early ideas to the public do not ever let marketing get a hold of that because i remember being on marketing and getting so excited about something and i knew i couldn't like 
share stuff out because it wasn't done being tested. It wasn't done being uh, designed out, you know, and, and it hadn't maybe even been ran by the engineering or the development team yet. So it may not have even been possible what was being created. There might have been actual limitations. It was just a neat idea um, at that point. Um, but there was a lot of work that still needed to be done and was going to be done. And I'd see that and I'd get fixated on it. And I remember getting excited and asking, you know, well, I could start getting something together, and but but you really can't because you really need to know sort of what the final product, what the final features, what the final goal and, and problem the product is going to solve or how it's going to make people's lives easier. You need to know what the final version really is going to be before you can even create that kind of value proposition uh, for your marketing materials. Um, and a lot of times the product teams already have that value proposition at a certain stage in their process. Um, they might have an idea early on, but if you're catching up with them too early, that, proposi that value proposition is going to change. That, that, that whole aspect is going to change. So I think as marketers, we need to remember to you know, still be in tune with what your product team is creating. Show that interest because it is super exciting. Um, and it also, I think, helps, you know, when I was working at a previous company, it helped a lot to be super ingrained in the product design team, even though I was technically in marketing as a you know, lead designer for marketing. Um, and the reason why it was so amazing to, to kind of be a part of their world and join in on critiques and do things like that with them was because it showed me, it, it built up that empathy that I, that I, I started to gain and that I have now for the product team and understanding their process and understanding, okay, things are coming. I need to plan and, and budget some time for things because this is the estimated goal of when, you know, this stage of a product is going to be maybe released, but uh, don't get ahead of myself. I, I, I couldn't get ahead of myself and start creating materials or creating a campaign around something because, <laughs> you know, and, and I think about back to this now when I did try to I, I sort of jumped ahead and I, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit in some cases. I'm lucky that some things weren't completely scrapped because I would have been wasting a ton of time. You know, because you may, you know, as product designers, we know we, we get into something and we may actually think that this is a great idea. We may share something, you know, in the early stages with, with our marketing team or something. Be like, this is kind of what we're thinking. It's going to be really cool. But then you find out, like, there's actually a bigger issue that you can solve that's over here. And you start solving that issue. And so it, as a marketer, you, can, you, end, you could end up creating this campaign or start creating something, and then you have to scrap it. You have no choice but to scrap it if you get ahead of yourself and you, know, you have to create something for a whole different product, a whole different problem that's being solved now. Um, but it's still valuable, though, to be super in tune with your product team because it helps, it helps you understand the effort and the value that really goes in there. So when that final product is actually created, I always felt like I, I even though I didn't technically work on it, I felt like I was, you know, trying to really, it was, it was more personal, right? It was, it was selling something that you were proud of. Even though, even though I didn't really work on it, I knew what was going on, I knew what that team went through. And it made me have so much more of an appreciation for that product and I really was able to like I was able to really buy into and, and, and really see the true purpose and value of the products that were being created because I was seeing their process and I was, I was having that empathy as a marketer. Um, and it's, it's very interesting to, to see that.
and, and, and now being on the other side of the spectrum where I am in the product design and I am designing those products now, um, it's like that obviously has grown tenfold because I have way more respect knowing now after spending a lot of time in that process. But anyway, uh, just random thought. But anyway, um, but yeah, as, as a marketer, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing that, that we can do, I say we, I keep talking like I am a marketer, and I guess deep down inside, I will always have a love for marketing and an appreciation for marketing and will always care for it. And I still have a lot of knowledge in it, although it's, you know, quickly fading away because the industry changes so fast but um but anyway so i I still have a lot of a lot of love for for that marketing so you know when you are working in marketing it's important not to just wait till the very end and just get the final product and just be like all right like now i'm just gonna sell it like no you really need to be ingrained but you need to have an understanding that things take time in the product world um and I think having an understanding of at like most product digital product teams especially will work in an agile environment they will use scrum read a book or two on that okay understand how that works understand what a sprint is it's it's you know it could be a week it could be two weeks it could be three weeks but things start to launch literally like a tangible like object okay will probably be created within a few weeks it's not like the marketing world where things are a bit slower we have a little bit more time to create things um and we also have a lot of other projects going on that maybe we're working on at the same time so that's why it takes a long a long time you got to understand that you know things are going to be operating pretty fast in the product world but they're going to be happening in increments so you're not you may not get a final fully featured product by the time it's quote unquote launched Okay, you might get something that's what we call the MVP, the minimum viable product or minimal viable product, depending on uh, what day it is and what I decide to call it. I keep switching those two. Anyway, but the MVP, okay, that the, basically the minimum product that you can launch with is usually what we would start with when you have a brand new product. And it's important to understand that that may not be the sexiest thing to market. So maybe it's not the right time to market too. And you got to also understand that maybe the product team, maybe there's a soft launch and you don't want to do a full campaign around this product quite yet. You want to work out some of the bugs. You want to get some more, you know, people with hands-on, you know, uh, interactions and dealing and, you know, experience with it. Uh, And then you want to slowly roll out a few features and then the product team, by the time they get to a certain feature set, they want to, you know, be like, all right, let's blow this thing out in the campaign, you know? Um, I've seen that happen a lot with, with product teams, you know, and so, but I know as marketers, it's tough to sit there and just watch this thing and be like, oh, oh, if we just had this one more thing, oh, can we just, can we just promote this feature that even though it's not out yet? No, don't do that. Do not do that. Because the other thing I've noticed too is if you promote something that's coming soon and it's really, really cool and the users really, really want it, but you've run into a development or an engineering snag and it delays that people are it's going to really make your customers upset it's going to really piss them off and they're going to start demanding and asking and in the wonderful connected world we are in now um (laughs) they're going to take to social media and then by the time that feature is finally released you know they're going to already hate your product because they just they waited so long and then they're going to have really really high expectations so one thing goes wrong even if it's a great feature and even if it is working pretty 
pretty well or maybe you know flawlessly it may not even be up to what their expectations were because it's been hyped up so long because you marketed it too soon um, so it's you got to again it goes back to being in tune with one another you got to make sure as a marketer you're in tune with your product uh, team um, and that's something I've learned over the years and you know is, is you really got to understand what they're doing and then wait for the right time to actually promote it um, and I kind of seen that happen with with other products it, products I use where they're like coming soon coming soon and it's just like okay you've been saying this for six months like why did you even mention anything video games this happens a lot with video games you know people will <laughs> they'll do a teaser for a new video game and uh, you may think oh my god this is gonna be great oh I'm so excited and you know they're marketing this video game and then the deadline gets pushed back and then it gets pushed back and then it gets pushed back and it's just like uh, and by the time it finally launches you're just not excited about it anymore um, and so you got to be careful with that yeah don't jump the gun too much I know it's hard for for those of us who are in marketing to, to not do that we get really excited it's that little bit of a salesperson that we that we uh, have inside of us where we're just like oh this is gonna be great um, and and for those you know product people that are listening right now just know it's it's not because marketing is trying to sabotage anything it's that they're really really excited about what you're creating that's that's really what it boils down to and then there's product okay so I've talked a little bit about the marketing side and some things that we should know in marketing but for product it's interesting because now that I'm in the product world it's it's interesting being on the other side because I to me now as a product you know somebody who's working in product design basically as, as a UX designer but let's be honest a full-fledged product designer <laughs> and in my current current form which I love by the way so I'm actually I'm not complaining about that at all I love it I absolutely love that I, I love working on UX and doing that early you know UX work but I also love following through and creating the UI so that's whatever so um, for those who are new to the podcast, that's why I flip-flop UX and product a lot because usually most UX designers end up being the unicorns um, and doing the full, you know, beginning to end high fidelity mock-ups and all, not just the UX part of a, of a digital product. But anyway, um, for product, the product team, the interesting thing to, I think the biggest thing actually to know is it, it's the communication is a two-way street. So I've talked about how marketing has got to be constantly in tune and communicating with product. And the same thing I've noticed should go for product. And this, what I've seen with really great product teams and marketing teams, when they work together really well, it's they're, they're always communicating to one another uh, what's on the roadmap or what's being worked on at the moment. And that could even be in like a flyby, you know, just, just the teams getting together and having an understanding. I mean, it doesn't have to just be leadership that does this either, even though they should. Uh, and then a lot of times they do sync together and, and understand what's on each other's you know, roadmaps. You product will share that roadmap with marketing and, and, and product we should be, you know. Um, but with the big disclosure, and we gotta make it super, super clear to marketing, uh, especially if it spills over and gets into some, some of the sales team, <laughs> uh, sales team's hands, which they also need to know Kind of the roadmap as well uh, but uh, what you want to do though i feel like this is again this is my perspective on this so if you disagree with me on any of this please let me know i'm, I'm curious to hear what other people think um, but my perspective being on both teams uh, is you know 
you want to have that disclosure of this is our idea this is what we're going to be working on um but i feel like giving an actual like end result like giving them the final product that's going to be delivered you can't do that early on you just can't and most people in, in, in product know that right like we can't say this is what we're going to be launching in six months we don't know before we actually start doing the research and even when we're doing the research when we're understanding our user base when we're understanding the problem we're trying to solve yes it might be a business objective that we're trying to solve that's the objective we're going to solve for you know and maybe our timeline is in six months we're going to solve for that business objective i've seen that before with teams um, but uh, you can't promise you know the marketable product and say this is what we're going to be doing and if you do that you're going to get your marketing team's hopes up and you're going to mislead them and they're going to end up getting this beautiful amazing way to promote this idea that was created early on in our process but it isn't actually the final thing that's going to be launched um, and so you got to make sure that you add that disclosure of like you know things can change and things will change and we're going to uncover some new things through our testing and prototyping and you know we can't give you total final uh you know uh mock-ups uh, early on in our process. I remember as being in marketing, I would always be like, can I get like a mock-up of that, you know? And, and the product team was always kind of hesitant. And I'm like, oh, I know why now. Because it's literally going to change maybe just a little bit. It could, maybe, maybe just a little bit. But it could change a lot, you know? And because there's going to be a lot more iterations that are going to happen. There's going to be more sprints. There's going to be more updates. And by the time it's ready to go and be marketed, you know, we know it's gonna be it's gonna change. I still think there's value though in showing your mock-ups and showing marketing kind of your process, but with a clear, clear understanding and making it crystal clear. Um, and that's the thing. I, I, I feel like in, in product, I, I've been guilty of this, where it's not always. I, I don't always make it clear that this is just a prototype. And what a prototype is is this may not be what it looks like at all in the end, you know, or this is literally a wireframe of what I'm creating. And usually designers on marketing will understand that and they love it. <laughs> um, but you know, show that to a salesperson, they're like, well, why is everything blue? And it's like, well, it's, it's a wireframe kit, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the, the thing is though, like you've got to make it clear that these are just, pro and that things are going to change. And it kind of goes back to the process. I think, I think in the product world, we you know, a lot of us work in agile and a lot of us work in these, these quick sprints, but we got to remember that a lot of marketing teams don't work that way. And even beyond marketing, a lot of other teams, you know, in our companies that we work for don't work that way. You know, unless you're in a company that's rolled it out to everybody, most, a lot of other teams don't work that way. So they don't understand how iterations work. And I think it's valuable and I've seen a lot of value in, in explaining either just in co side conversations or, uh, you know, I, I feel like you could even do workshops or something of like, this is how agile works, you know, and this is how we work. And, um, and this is what a day in the life of a product designer is, you know, is like. Um, and if you don't know how a graphic designer and marketing works, you need to understand that as well if you're in product because it is a much different world. Um, because for something that I think is hard to understand is, you know, a lot of product teams, they'll have a few designers that'll work on certain products and they'll work on, you know, maybe one product, uh, you know, ideally, right? You have, you have one or two designers that work on one product. Um, if it, depending on the scale of it, I guess. 
but you know that's kind of like the the general and then you have a couple engineers and developers QA uh, and then you have maybe a, a manager or director that oversees all the different products the different if you have a fleet of, of like digital products or something right um, but you have to understand that in the marketing world the graphic designers are literally marketing every single product in the company I've Honestly, I haven't seen a company really divide up their marketing team and their designers between products. It's usually one team to rule it all. And it might be a really big team too, um, but they're all one team and they interchange and they mix with different products and different you know, promotions and different campaigns. And so I think it's, it's important for us in product to understand that a marketing team, they're marketing everything. So don't get angry if they're focused on other products, you know, and if they're not quite ready for your product because they are, you know, they, they are spread across everybody and they are marketing the whole, usually in general, not always, but usually the whole suite of products all at once. Um, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of understanding and heuristics and things that go into that marketing aspect too, just like it does with our, in our product design world. Although in product, we get way deeper into the people and the users. I, I, there's no doubt about that in my mind at all. Um, we, we get much more personal and much more deeper into the people in product, but there's still some of that that happens in marketing. Um, in good marketing, there's a lot of it that happens more on a grander scale. Um, but We've got to understand that. Um, so I think that goes back to like that constant communication. If we're always updating our marketing teams with what we're working on and, you know, we're just sharing our progress updates and we're just sharing, you know, just grabbing coffee or something, you know, and with, you know, the, one of the UX designers grabs coffee with the one of the uh, graphic designers, you know, and, and it's just you just kind of share like what you're working on and, and it's valuable, it, it, it adds that value, it adds that transparency to be like, oh, that's really cool. And you kind of know now in the back of your mind, well, okay, this is coming along pretty nicely, you know, or oh, there was some, you know, snafus that kind of happened, you know, and some little roadblocks, you know, and it might take a little bit of time for, for something to, to be launched, right? You know, or um, it just helps, you know, it, it, it helps to not work in silos. So, and I've been really fortunate, I, you know, I feel like that a lot of, when I've been working with product teams and working with marketing teams, there really hasn't been, you know, there's obviously areas for improvement, but there hasn't been, you know, those those huge silos uh, that people work in. There's, you know, people are very open to sharing what they're working on. <laughs> um, but I've been very, I've been learning a lot lately in, in the product world that I, when I share that kind of stuff out, I just, you know, if it's obviously only internal, um, and you know maybe there is something that you kind of have to keep under wraps but the way i look at it is we all work for the same company and we all literally did sign the same ndas uh, so and we're all adults so you should be able to safely share anything you're working on within your own company with your own employee you know the employees of your company um, so you shouldn't have a problem sharing what you're working on in product with the marketing team it's just it shouldn't be a problem and your leadership is probably already doing that if they aren't they should be um, but um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, whereas marketing, they can't, they need to know that they can't jump the gun and they need to know that they, they gotta be patient with the product process and understand these iterations and small rollouts and phases. Um, we also have to understand that marketing has a lot on their plate and that they also are trying to look at the bigger picture. They're trying to look at how they can market all of these products sometimes together as one. And if they don't know, you know, it's, it's going to change and delay things for them, for their campaigns, <clears throat> which also have 
some tight deadlines. I mean, there are deadlines, especially in media buying and things like that, that you've got to meet when you're in marketing. And, and of course, that spills over into advertising too. But like, you got to understand that there's deadlines to meet there. Um, and there's also, you know, certain times that are going to be more valuable to market a certain product during the year than, than other times of the year. Marketing knows that. And that's why they might be pushing. Um, you know, so it's, it's, don't, don't get too frustrated with them. <laughs> um, because I've, not anywhere I've been, but I've heard of, of, you know, this like teams butting heads, you know, and, and it's just kind of articles that I've read on <laughs> online too, of people venting about, you know, their marketing team or venting about their product team. And it's just like, you guys have no idea. Like have an understanding that everybody has certain deadlines and criteria they have to meet. Um, and, you know, I guess for me, it's a lot easier to understand that because I've lived both worlds. <laughs> so I know what it's like. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, but the transparency helps and that communication helps. And even at a designer level, you know, if you're in product design and you're, you're a product designer, I, I've, I've worked with a product design team that just kind of welcomed me with open arms and treated me almost as one of their own. And it was so incredibly valuable and I appreciated every moment of that, not just because I was, I became very interested in what they were doing and ended up changing my career to do what they do, uh, but because it was just so, it made my life so much easier and I was able to bring that back to my team of like, here's some little quick progress updates, you know, but, you know, with the caveat of things are going to change, you know. Um, but it, it just helped. It helped a lot. Um, so, so keep that communication going. And that's kind of all I got today. Um, it, you know, it's something that I, I know there's a lot more um, that I'm going to see and, and there's a lot more to share around this topic. I don't want this to be like a two hour long episode though. Uh, so I might do a follow up later on. Um, and especially, I, you know, this is my perspective. You know, I've I know I'm not the only one that's gone from marketing the product or from product to marketing and that's lived and experienced both of these worlds. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm curious to all of you that are out there, you know, do you agree with what I was saying in this episode or do you disagree? Do you feel like there's a lot of other things that you would recommend um, and that you want each team to understand and know uh, that maybe I didn't touch on today? Because uh, I know there's a lot more about that. And like I said, you know, I've been fortunate to where I've actually worked with great teams that work pretty well together. Um, but there's always room for improvement. You know, even within our own teams, there's room for improvement for process and communication, right? Um, and the same, it, it makes it even harder when you're on different teams, obviously. Um, but, you know, the, obviously the culture of the company helps a lot too. If you're in a company that is open to sharing things and, you know, what they're doing, then that's, that's also pretty great. Um, but also understand too, though, you know, you got to understand who's signed. As far as I know, you all signed the same NDAs when you started a company. Um, but maybe there is something else that you're working on that maybe you can't share with your marketing team quite yet. But uh, if that's the case, I feel like you need to make sure that you're communicating that to like the highest level of leadership and that they are at least communicating it to their peers up there so that they can be prepared and figure out a way to position it this maybe it's a super secret project or something and they need to make sure that there's time carved out for said project um, so I mean it happens I, I, every company is different you know obviously I've worked in companies that are um, you know we deal with 
sensitive information, so we're very cautious of it, but internally, we all kind of can know and understand a lot of the same things, uh, from product to marketing, that is. I, you know, obviously, there's other areas of the organization that I'm sure they, they keep a lot of things secret, as they should, but um, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm curious, what do you all think, though, uh, and, and some of the things you've learned, maybe. And even if you haven't like crossed over between the two teams like I have, You've probably, you know, whether you work in marketing or you work in product, you probably have some pain points. You probably have some things that you wish that teams would know and and have more empathy towards. Um, so what are they? Let me know. Uh, leave a voice message here on Anchor. Anybody can do it now. <laughs> um, it's real easy if you're listening on the Anchor app. Just uh, go ahead and tap voice message, and you can leave a voice message. I might actually feature it in a future episode uh, if we get enough of them. I'll, I'll, you know, on this topic, I'll actually maybe make a whole episode about it. Um, and then, uh, or email me, chat at joshuareach.com. Find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. You, you all have been very uh, good at finding me online, so it makes it really easy. Just look for Joshua Reach, you'll find me. Uh, and, and ask away or share your, your advice, your experience. Because um, whether you don't want it to be public or not, I'm always curious and I always want to learn too. Uh, so this is, to me, a two-way street. I want to I hear from you guys as well. So let me know what you think. Um, and before we end, I will leave the shameless plug of please, if you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to leave a nice little rating and review in your podcast platform of choice, <clears throat> particularly Apple Podcasts, because that seems to be the only one now that lets you leave good ratings and reviews. Not good, but just ratings and reviews in general. Um, hopefully Spotify catches on soon. I know a lot of you are listening on Spotify, because I listen on Spotify too sometimes, quite a bit actually. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> analytics, yay. But anyway, uh, yeah, leave a nice little rating review. Uh, maybe leave some recommendations, too, of uh, some maybe future things you want me to talk about in future episodes. Uh, with that, I'll let you all go. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been episode 36, closing in on the big 4-0. I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>